Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. It is a new month. It is. It's Shockingly. Shocking. Got to find a turkey. Got to find a turkey. Got to start looking for it now. I see one. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. No one gets that because there's no video. <laughs> but there's actually an animated turkey dancing around his head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's it. Let's just jump into Psalm 62. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> I uh, got Psalm 62 from the New King James Version here. To the chief musician, to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. Truly, my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul... Wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render each one according to his work." One of the things I've learned about the Psalms is that poetic language is probably some of the hardest to translate and interpret. So there's yeah. always there's always a little bit of struggle as we go through these. Not not that we need to sit back and be afraid that oh no the translators got it all wrong, but no. there's just always this. Uh, there, there's almost always some little question somewhere. And I noticed yours. Read verse three again sure. from the New King James. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. Interesting. So from the New King James, as they read that, as they were translating it, they saw that the attackers were the tottering wall and the leaning fence, and yes. they were they were going to fall over. That's interesting because that does set up a contrast between them and God. God That's right. God is the rock. He is the fortress. These enemies who are coming at them are tottering walls Correct. and fences. Yeah. So interesting. Um, the way the ESV has it, David, they're viewing David as a tottering wall, as a leaning fence. And of course, yesterday we demonstrated what I thought was a great contrast from that reading, where if they're viewing David as a tottering wall and a leaning fence, but they're no more than a breath. Mm -hmm. So they can't topple him. Right. And he's, he's, he's not a leaning tottering fence. Yeah. He's actually built and standing on the rock, which is God. But here the contrast would be between God and as the, being the rock and the refuge and then the, the evil men. Yeah. They're the tottering fence. And so you know that only one will stand sure, but the other is bound to fall. Yeah. Either way, we get to the same point in the psalm. 
that God is the one who's going to save yes. David and these these men who are attacking are going to fail. Yes, they're going to fail. So so it's not like And they're not near as sure and strong as yeah. they think they are. Right. And that yeah. and, and either either way you take that verse, it gets to that same point. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting to notice the contrast in the way yeah. these translators look it at is. it to, to draw out those lessons. Another thing I notice in the psalm is that that we have this repeated refrain. Is it a refrain when it's the first verse, or is it a repeated chorus when it's the first thing that's said? <laughs> that's a great question. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but it starts off, For God alone my soul waits in silence, from him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. And then in verse 5, it says it again. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. It is a little different in verse it, 5, isn't it? It's actually a little different in because verse 5. what you have in verse 1 is this declaration, right? Yeah, yeah this is what Truly I do. Truly my this, soul. This is where I am. In fact, mine starts with the word truly. What was the ESV? Uh, it just says for God alone. For God alone. Yeah. Truly my soul silently waits for God. Uh, and then verse 5, though, it's, uh, it seems to be talking to his soul. Yeah. He, it's, it's directed inwardly instead of outwardly. So right? yeah, yeah, so verse 1 is I'm telling everyone who will listen, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on God. You, you guys can, you can attack, you can, you can try to knock me over, you can, whatever you're going to do, but listen, I'm waiting on God, God's going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. But when we get to verse 5, he is now telling his soul, soul, wait on God. Yes, yeah, soul, wait. I, I noticed that difference, and what it brings to my mind is just the fact that he is waiting. Mm-hmm. He is waiting on God, and waiting is hard. Waiting is hard. We talked a little bit yesterday about the idea of waiting even silently. Yeah. Uh, waiting for God to move, waiting for God to act. And that's a difficult thing. I mean, you made a great point about that. You talked about the the silence in connection with a peace about things. Mm. But you know, when you're not at peace and when you aren't anxious, that certainly can come out in the language, can't it? And we start fretting, maybe even complaining or mm. talking to other people about, you know, all of our troubles. I find, um, I talk, find, talk, talk, talk. I find it hard <laughs> to wait when we're just talking about a red light. Yeah, light that turns into my neighborhood, and I'm telling you, oh, I hit man. it. I about about seventy five percent of the time, I hit it right after it turns red. I you know I've been living in Florida for six years now, and when I first moved here, a good friend of mine posed a question, and the question was this: What is the shortest length of time? And I sat there and I said, uh, Is it a is it a millisecond? And they said no. I said, Is is it a nanosecond? And they said, no. I said, what is it? And they said, the shortest length of time is that period of time from when the light turns green and the car behind you begins honking. Yes, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> that is the shortest period of time. I don't know if it's like that in other places, but it is like Boy, it that is like here in Tampa. Florida. It is sure and enough so, like that. Let me tell you something. People don't just talk to themselves about the red lights, but they want to honk and tell everybody about it too. Because waiting is hard. It is hard. Waiting is hard. I find it hard to wait in the checkout line, and I always pick the wrong one. Yeah, but these are these are just like waiting, just just waiting. All I'm doing is waiting. When David is talking about waiting, he's not just talking about standing around hoping something's going to happen. He's not talking about he's not talking about oh my birthday's coming. I can hardly wait. Hardly wait. No, or Thanksgiving's coming. Thanksgiving's hardly wait. I gotta have some turkey. Yeah. No, it's he's he's talking about hard things are happening. Mm -hmm. People are attacking. Mm-hmm. I'm going through stuff. There's tor- turmoil. There's sadness. There's sorrow. There's distress. Maybe even despair. Some of the psalms we do see almost at that level, in that level of 
despair. Sure. Those are the kind of things that are happening here, though, though in this psalm, that side of it's kind of muted because what he's saying is, I'm waiting on God. Right. I'm waiting. Right. So we're, we're not talking about standing in line. We're talking about the, the waves are crashing over us, overwhelming us, wanting to drown us. And what we're going to do is say, nope, God's coming. God's coming. Mm-hmm. I, I know God's going to come, and I know God is going to save me, and I'm going to hang on, and I'm going to wait for God. Now, the reason why I get into all of that is because I think that may tell us why there's the shift from verse 1 to verse 5. Between declaring it outwardly and then talking to yourself. Yes, yes, yeah. because w- what is going to help me wait It's what do I say to myself? Mm. In the time of waiting, how do I talk to myself? In the time of waiting, am I telling myself, God is salvation? God is salvation. Or am I telling myself, what is wrong with God? Why isn't God coming through? Why is, why me? Oh, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why isn't it happening to someone else? Why? What about this? God could have done this. Or am I saying, look, God is salvation. He's the rock. He's the refuge. David goes from declaring it for everyone to reminding himself, the, the self-talk, I remind myself, this is who my God is, I'm going to wait on him. You know, and it is in those difficult seasons when we need patience that I, I think there's special temptation. You were talking about self-talk, but but in other venues, I guess, there are those whispers of doubt, and I think the evil one wants to make sure we hear those whispers of doubt. Yes, he is, does. Is God even there? Yes. Is anyone even listening? Mm. Am, am I a fool for sitting here silently waiting? Right. Yeah, and so uh, that can certainly influence the self-talk as well. Well, there are a lot of voices out there. There mm-hmm. are a lot of voices talking to us, and Satan will fill the air with anti-God voices, and he doesn't care which one we listen to. You know, if it's if it's the anti-God voice that says, hey, we've got some scientific evidence that says God must not be there, mm-hmm. or if it's the anti-God voice that says, I can't believe that your aunt that you love so much died of cancer, I don't think God is there. Right. Or if it's the, you know, someone at church was mean to me, I don't think God is there. Any one of those voices Satan will use to try to get us to turn away from God. What we need to have is God's voice, and then we need to direct our voice. How am I going to talk to myself about this? What am I going to say about God to myself? And this is what David does here. While he is waiting, Mm -hmm. he has the declaration. And of course, he does talk to other people. First, he talks to other people about what he's doing. But then notice in verse 8, trust him at all times, O people. And yours said, you people. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So so David tells those folks, hey, you, you need to trust him. You need to pour out your heart to him. He's, he's directing them in that same direction. So he talks to others, but he talks to himself about trusting God. So if I could circle back around to the idea of silence, we've talked about letting our words be few and practice some silence. But, you know, you you, you raised the, the issue and gave some great examples of all the different uh, voices that are, you know, this cacophony of sound that is trying to uh, persuade us to doubt God. Maybe I need to find some time for silence. Yes. Right? I mean, that is the beauty of the Psalms and the way that we have them, that I could turn off uh, the media. I could switch off the screen, perhaps, and and, and just sit and read this and meditate upon this uh, and, and just have a little silent time and, it, and how important that is, particularly when we're feeling the anxieties that you mentioned, or, or even David, you know, he can, he can put a face to some of these anxieties with the slandering, you know, evil machinations of men mm-hmm. and, 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 and box it all out for a little while. 
We need that silent time. You already know that over the last month or so, even more than that, I've really been fixating mentally and spiritually on the concept of training for godliness. Yes. And what what is what's the regimen? What's the the athletic type training yeah. to pursue godliness? And one of the things that I have read about is this concept of silence. Silence and solitude. Silence it says I am like like Jesus, he would go. Yeah. Early in the morning, before the sun was up, before anyone could be there with him, and he would go out, and it would be in that time of silence and solitude. And, of course, that would be a time of prayer yeah. for him as well. And so I, I think it is important for us to have that moment where we, where we cut off the noise. Where we where we cut off the cacophony, what a great word. Where we where we get rid of that and and we're just there with God. In the early church, you know, it, it, it probably led to asceticism beyond what the Lord teaches. But sure. but there certainly was an impulse and a practice yes. of choosing silence and choosing times of isolation just to commune with the Lord. Yes. And you know, you, you think about um, the example was given a moment ago about voices that would cause you, well, maybe God's not there, maybe he doubts. But when you dedicate the time and you know it's just me and God now, that is a a faith-affirming practice. That is a faith-affirming discipline. I think another discipline in here is that is just having that time of affirmation. Here's who God is. I'm going to affirm. I'm going to remind myself. I'm going to I'm going to take some time and down and I'm going to jot down. I'm going to jot down on a piece of paper. Here's who God is. Mm. I'm going to jot down on a piece of paper. Here's what God's done. I'm going to I'm going to list my praises and my thanksgivings and doing that on a regular basis. I think what a powerful training for godliness that yeah. is. Yeah. David here is involved in that type of silence in that type of solitude, in that type of meditation on God, in that type of self-talk that is training him Mm -hmm. so that he can face the temptations and overcome. Mm -hmm. What a powerful picture. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I know we've got a few more days before Thanksgiving, but we'll give some thanks here. Holy God, thank you for Psalm 62. Thank you for this example of David, of his time of silence and solitude, of his time of thanksgiving, of his his self-talk and affirmation that's about you, that's about you and how amazing you are, and we do want to affirm that. You are creator. You are Lord. You are God. You are rock. You are refuge. You are our salvation. Our souls wait on you. Whatever it is that we're facing, we know that deliverance comes from you, and so we're hanging on to you till the very end, and we know that you will be with us, and whatever we're facing, you will bring it through us, if not in this life, in the next. And Lord, we look forward to being around your throne forever for the joys and the pleasures that you at, that are at your right hand. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.